0: It was the dawn of the third age of podcasting, 20 years after Babylon 5's debut. This intro cast is a dream-given form. Its goal, to introduce the show to new fans by creating a place where new viewers and old alike can discuss the show peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home, for geeks, nerds, podcasters, and wanderers. British and Americans, wrapped up in minutes of audio downloads, all alone on the web it can be a silly place but it's our last best hope for intelligent analysis this is the story of the first of the babylon 5 intro cast the year is 2014 the name of the show is down below hello everyone and welcome to down below a babylon 5 intro cast i'm will
1: i am i'm heidi
0: uh, today, uh, we're having some technical difficulties, Elizabeth is in a different part of the world, hopefully she'll be able to join us later, but we are pleased to be joined by our special guest host, it is Jan.
2: Jan from Denmark,
0: Jan. also known
3: as the Babylon Lurker.
0: Hello ah. there. Uh, yes.
3: Hello
0: there. So you've been a B5 fan for a long time, haven't you, how, did you, how were you introduced to the show?
3: Actually, I was introduced to it on a meeting of Star Trek people. Someone came with the pilot on VHS. Yes, those were the days. And no. funny enough, I actually didn't like the pilot very much. But as usual, a pilot suffers. So uh, when this, the series proper started here, I started with, with, with uh, Midnight on the Firing Line. And it caught very quickly.
1: Did they mess around the um, air times in Norwell, like they did the UK? Uh, I think they,
3: or sometimes they did mess up things in moving from from channel to channel and stuff. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. The uh, Sometimes thing. you wonder what these executives are thinking, or whether they're thinking. Mm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the question.
0: Okay, today we are here to discuss Season 1, Episode 7, called The War Prayer. But first, here is an ISN report.
4: This is an ISN special report. On Babylon 5 this week, there have been several attacks on alien citizens. Among the attacked were a well-known Mimbari artist and two refugee Centauri's. Ambassador Jakar nearly incited a riot in his outrage, but the attackers were apprehended and sent back to Earth to face penalty there. Commander Sinclair wants to send a message that this behavior will not be tolerated on board. This has been an ISN special. This
0: episode originally aired on March 9, 1994. It was directed by Richard Compton, who last directed Infection. This episode was written by... DC Fontana. I don't know if you've heard of DC Fontana, but in case you haven't, she's a very famous sci-fi author, television writer. She started out as Gene Roddenberry's secretary. During that time, she wrote several episodes of the original series. She wanted Emmy for an episode of the animated series that she wrote and went on to write episodes of TNG, DS9. She wrote some Star Trek novels and video games.
4: Hmm. Interesting mm-hmm. that this isn't a JMS episode.
1: Yeah, not that many left. <laughs> One of the few. Yeah, uh, <laughs> also shows the caliber of the show that you can get a um, well known sci-fi author, I suppose, like her.
0: So the episode begins with Dillon speaking to a friend who is a poet, Shaul Mayan, who is played by Nancy Lee Gran, who She's been on a lot of soap operas. They talk about life and everything and Delenn sometimes, since she only sometimes regret the choices that brought her to B5, Mayan leaves and is stabbed and the perpetrator prints a mark on her head and says, stay away from Earth Freak and leaves and we
4: get the opening credits. Yes, and I was so excited because Delenn had a friend and then I was like, oh, well, of course, if someone new shows up, they're going to die. Yeah although she didn't, but that was what I thought had
1: happened. You um, on the symbol that you use on her head as well, it's the male-female symbol, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: isn't this, bef- yeah. Is this before Prince changed his name? <laughs> I think. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I heard all that on your um, commentary, Heidi. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's meant to represent Earth and humanity and, you know, grounded with humanity so that you you're neither of those things remember where you came from and stay away from earth yeah. yeah
0: so next we see delin speaking to garibaldi and sinclair she's upset because mayan is a cultural treasure among her people and he's mentioned uh, garibaldi mentions that mayan refused an escort sinclair promises to do everything they can to find out who did it uh, next some more <laughs> conversation with garibaldi and sinclair it's this uh sixth attack on a prominent alien in two weeks earth and mars have had some similar incidents the mark that was left on her forehead is the calling card of home guard a pro-earth group and sinclair really wants to nail them
4: i thought it was interesting Mm -hmm. that uh earth and mars have had similar attacks which it would make sense on earth i guess because this is a pro-earth movement um it's So Mars would be like a colony of Earth, I'm assuming. Because as far as we know, there are no
2: actual Martians. Martians. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right.
4: Okay. Um, So yeah, this is interesting. Like It's um, it's a kind of universe-wide thing that's going on here. Mm
3: -hmm. And you got your wish with uh, more of the
1: alien anti-alien f- feelings. hmm yes. Well, you wanted to explore it, you didn't want more of those feelings.
4: <laughs> right. <laughs> we wanted to see, you know, what was going on. <laughs> and you did. Yes, we did.
0: So as we see Jakar approach Sinclair, he's saying that if any Narn are harmed, there will be retribution, and Sinclair counters, he's saying that if there's any interruption on B5, I'll deal with it even if we have to throw the entire Narn population into the brig.
4: Jakar is just kind of a little pesky mosquito in this episode to me Mm. it's like he just buzzes in and is annoying and then buzzes back out
3: uh yes and the thing where he talks about the atrocities by your people he seems to have forgotten Ragash 3 has doesn't
1: he (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think you know it's kind of convenient memory loss yes
0: in med bay my aunt says that i was she saw with a shadow. She doesn't think anybody would have any reason to harm her. Dr. Franklin offers to remove the mark from her head, but she wants it to remain as a lesson.
1: Mm. One
3: that should not be forgotten.
1: Yeah. No, no, uh, I was going to say something, but I kind of completely forgot it. Sorry.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and next, a Centauri liner arrives. Someone's waiting to take custody of some detainees. And, you know, someone has to go take custody of him. And Garibaldi and Ivano have this back and forth about who's going to go do it. And Garibaldi uses the fact that he found someone growing uh, growing coffee illegal in the Guardian to convince her to go. And
1: yeah, basically gonna, blackmails her.
0: Yeah, she's going to go do it.
1: Yeah, I know in the commentary you two said this was kind of Takashima's thing originally. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, I I have in my notes. I'm like... So this specific job position must be very stressful and they just need coffee.
1: Well, I kind of of came up with a little theory actually once you put it out there that I have this idea that Ivanova, when she came on board, found out about the um, coffee planter and decided to co-opt it for herself and for our own uses.
2: Uh
4: huh. That's a good theory.
0: Yeah. So the detainees demand to see Ambassador Cotto. Part of me was like, wait, did, did, I, did I miss something? The first two times I watched this show, is he an ambassador? But you no, know, he just told them that. Um, the detainees are, well, one is Kieran Murray, played by Rodney Eastman. I saw that he's in a season eight episode of The X-Files and, and saw some recent looking pictures of him. Good looking guy. The other is... Aria, and she's played by Danica McKellar, who was Winnie from The Wonder Years. That <laughs> uh, was a good show. If you're my age, you've probably seen that show.
1: You also notice here that the hairstyle Adira had when she was on the show wasn't unique to her. All Centauri women wear their hair like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, whereas the men have the... Hair cresting. Women seem to shave their hair apart from a little bit at the back.
4: Interesting. You know, I really hadn't thought of it as a, as a. Hello,
2: Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> hey, wow.
5: <laughs> yes, yeah, we can hear you. Three YouTube videos later.
4: <laughs>
0: never give up. Never surrender. <laughs>
4: Okay, Okay, so I had not thought of the Centauri hairstyles as being, like, shaving their heads. I had thought of it as, like, that's how their hair grows. That's
5: kind of how I thought of it too. That
1: could be. Uh, Well, maybe it's just seeing it like that, it's just either hair on the females grows completely differently to the hair on the males or they would have to shave their hair. Uh-huh. Um, that's kind of how I was thinking it.
5: I mean, yeah, either way would be fine. Actually, uh, the shaving actually works well with the, with their culture and like how they're so, you know, they look at appearance and what people are from and you know, maybe it's a symbol of, you know, their status or something.
1: Hmm, nice little theory. Uh, <laughs> and it, it it kind of works as well as kind of a stylistic thing, doesn't it? Um, and al- almost um, I you w- buzz word gothic. That's it. It's kind of gothically romantic. You know, all they really need is a couple of um, black veils, and you know they <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah
1: they fit right into a goth scene.
5: They have very formal, like, dress, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so when they go off, Susan, uh, someone recognizes Susan and says hello, but she has to go. Uh, that was Malcolm, who was played by Tristan Rogers. He's been on a lot of soaps. I did see that he was a voice in one episode of Captain Planet, which was...
5: Why am I not surprised that he's been on so far? <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot
0: of these actors, you can kind of tell.
1: And I don't know about anyone else, but... He can tell straight away he's a dodgy guy.
5: Yeah. Well, I couldn't really. I mean, I I got that sense a little bit later in the episode. I mean, I was just looking at his hair most of the time up until that point. Uh, his hair and a sweater.
1: <laughs> oh, that sweater. <laughs> oh, that was the best.
0: Veer, Londo and the detainees meet with Sinclair. Kiron happens to be Veer's cousin, and they were being detained because they had stolen credit chips. They are released into Londo's custody while the investigation is ongoing.
5: Yeah, I was already bored with the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh god, no, I don't want to know.
0: And so Malcolm finds Susan and can see that they have a history together, but she's tired and has to go. Since it's been eight years and she wants to take it slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> go away! That sweat is giving me eye ache. <laughs>
4: Well, you know, it was way too soon after Sinclair's old flame came back, and so it was like, yeah. okay, are we really going to repeat this?
5: Oh, I know, right? Everybody's old love comes back to the
1: station. Yeah, last week, his lo- old love
5: came back. I want to see but oh, They probably have restraining <laughs> orders on him. <them. laughs> He'd have to leave the station.
0: So, Kiron and Arya, uh, they love each other, uh, but they both had marriages arranged to other people lando thinks this is good but centauri have been arranging marriages for a thousand years but the two love birds think it's unfair
2: oh of
4: okay. course mm-hmm. young people always think that the the traditions of their society are unfair
0: <laughs> <laughs> next we see garibaldi questioning a man oh, wait,
5: is this where is this where lando talks about that he's has three wives
0: that's a little later uh, oh
5: okay 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 sorry
0: but he did have a really good line in this scene, which is a quote I have. <laughs> I think it was this scene. But, uh, anyway, Garibaldi is questioning a man named Roberts who had unauthorized, had an unauthorized weapon. Roberts is played by Michael Paul Chan, who is on The Closer and Major Crimes. I knew it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Roberts sympathizes with the home guard, but claims he wasn't involved in the attack on my own. I think he was kind of over... Over something with how, yeah, some, I think those guys got the right idea. Yeah.
5: Do we know what Roberts is doing there? Do they say? Like, what what is his purpose on the station?
1: I don't think they Okay. Oh, okay. Just there. He was wearing some kind of overalls, though, wasn't he? Cool. Oh, so
5: maybe he's like a
1: worker or something.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: So next we see Sinclair go to visit Kosh. Good to see Kosh back.
4: Oh, it was yes. fantastic.
0: That's my boy. <laughs> Gosh. With
4: his with his really nice television.
0: Oh <laughs> hey, man, where'd you get this TV? It's the best you've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, uh,
1: what is it efficient? Uh, yeah.
5: Efficient for studying? Studying what? What are you studying, Kosh? I wanna know. Well that's
1: what I was wondering. He said he was studying. He never mm-hmm. said he was studying what was on the screen. Nope.
5: Mm. <laughs> Cryptic kosh.
0: Yeah, there's some balls of light or something moving around in his suit or whatever? Did you notice that? No,
5: Such I a, didn't that. notice that. I it.
2: didn't
5: notice that
0: myself. I don't think. Uh, well, Sinclair wants him to speak to the other ambassadors about the attacks. He asking him to lend a hand. Um, but Kosh doesn't want to get into the affairs of others. And I think this, at this point, maybe the balls of light stop moving around. That's why I thought Sinclair paused at first, but I never think it might have been because he thought about Kosh's hand, like a hey, Linda hand.
4: Well, and this is just so weird, because it's like, okay, why is Kosh on Babylon 5 at all mm-hmm. if he's not willing to participate?
5: Yeah, he's not in the council meetings, you know? I mean, what is he doing there is what I'm wondering, too. Uh, studying, apparently.
2: Yeah, studying. studying. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> needed a quiet place to study.
1: <laughs> and then someone goes to talk to him to try and get some answers from him and he just sits down, literally
0: okay, what you said on the commentary went into sleep mode or something like that
2: yeah <laughs> oh, a sleeper agent <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's just pretty maybe he just...
1: just ran out of power he mm. was going <laughs> to go, go into a long winded explanation of the whole situation and why he's here but he just ran out of power. He
5: needed to be plugged in. (laughs) Maybe if I stand really still, he won't know I'm here. (laughs) No way.
1: That's kind of rude, though. uh, Yeah, he's in clear vision based on
5: movement. (laughs) Yeah. He's a T-Rex. Uh,
0: uh, next we see Susan find a rose outside her door.
5: (laughs) Oh, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Another rose. It was a
5: nice, nice rose, but yeah, another flower.
0: In C and C there's no word from Earth Central and Sinclair and Susan they wonder about how Ka should have been could have been poisoned in the gathering because he had a suit on and and then they
5: uh, best scene Heidi or Best Scene? Oh best scene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they remember that Doctor Kyle and Lita were actually on the show. They were the first the only two to have you know, well one saw what a Vorline looked like, one was the first to lita borlon's mine
5: okay question um i think when the after we watched the movie and we had the first episode i think you guys said that you don't know why dr kyle was back or whatever but didn't we say that lita was replaced for some other reason the actress or yeah um uh,
0: dr kyle had health issues the actor okay and lita she had a contract dispute
5: Okay. So basically, are they just taking like these things that happen and then trying to use them in a way that furthers the story? I'm guessing, yes, probably. Okay.
1: They're not just okay. sweeping them under the carpet. Which, yes, yeah,
4: thank you, because that drove me absolutely crazy. As people will remember.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When uh, this one of, Sorry.
4: This uh, is one
3: of, one of the places where uh, JMS made trapdoors for everyone, so he could. Uh, if something should happen like this, that he could replace uh, actors.
5: Oh, so there's that. things built in, in for everybody, reasons it, that anybody could leave.
1: It was yeah. built in his plan.
2: Oh.
1: And mentioning Dr. Carl here and stuff, and uh, what's his name, um, means that, yep, yeah, we're continuing to mention them, so don't be surprised if they do return.
4: And I like, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and I like that there's a whole conspiracy behind it all. Like Sinclair's kind of forming a little idea in his head. I mean, Dr. Kyle's working with the president, which I think we had talked about previously. But um, and then Lido was taken away, and it's uh, I want to I want to talk to them and see what happens. <laughs> you look on a Vorlon.
5: <laughs> yeah, and then also is intimating that uh, some higher ups on Earth are covering something up. So what could that be? I mean. Not just that the Vorlons are, you know, inscrutable, but that Earth is trying to take people that have seen certain things and move them.
4: Yeah, and I also liked that they talked about how Kosh got poisoned because
1: oh, thank God!
4: He's just a little ball of light. He doesn't have a hand, <laughs>
1: does he? Well, we don't. We don't know what he looks like yet. I mean, all we've seen is. Oh shadows light. of light right. on a uh, screen or shadows in this of um light in a suit we don't know what he actually looks like he could be a ball of light It could be something completely different
4: because apparently we'll go crazy if we ever see what he looks like yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they'll take us away um <laughs> this little well, combo- that, okay yeah
1: i was gonna say that or you end up talking like dr carl
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This little scene was supposed to be in the Parliament of Dreams, but that episode was three minutes too long, and this one was three minutes too short, so they just stuck it here and did a little redubbing to make it work. Oh, really? Yeah.
5: Because Kosh wasn't even seem, in the sorry. Parliament of Dreams.
0: Sorry?
4: Oh, Kosh wasn't even in the Parliament of Dreams. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And It works. Yeah. It does, and it also makes sense why this is like the only place in the episode where it's really talked about. You mean it, because they have other things to
5: worry about? <laughs> yeah. Or, oh yeah, yeah. And because <laughs> they kind of just put it here. Oh, right, yeah, that too.
0: <laughs> In Londo's quarters, we find out that the parents of the lovebirds are upset, and Londo wants to send them back. Oh, maybe this was the scene with the COVID. Lando thinks that love is overrated, and he shows beer pictures of his wives, <laughs> pestilence, famine, and death. No, I,
1: you know, I thought it was no. Um, no, pestilence. Yeah, I thought it was pestilence, famine, and something else which m- would make him death. I thought oh. it was pest. He said, pestilence. "Oh no, it's pestilence." He said, "Pestilence, famine, and death, which would make him war."
0: Okay. Hey, he wants.
5: Well, uh, whatever. Like Lando's so great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny. He was funny in this episode. Did yeah.
5: Did we know before that he was married? I can't remember.
0: I don't think they. I don't think so. Mm, okay. What about it?
4: Yeah and, yeah, and now we know that polygamy is practiced on the Centauri. Mm-hmm. We, we do indeed.
0: So he wants to send the lovebirds back to Centauri Prime. Uh, next we're in the CNC. We see our favorite technician who's been in several episodes before. The
5: lady with the hair? The short hair?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Abai delegation is getting ready to dock. Uh, is
5: that the the Agricultural Delegation that we meet later or that think girl? so.
0: Yeah, I think okay.
1: so. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, the suspect, Roberts... Well, my notes are pretty, uh, crappy right here. Oh, uh, he was proven not guilty, but Garibaldi thinks he could lead them to the Home guards. Conditions are getting worse on the stations and Claire wants everything wrapped up quickly.
5: I feel like this is coming on pretty fast, you know? Like, all of a sudden, we have all this, you know, tension um, on the station. Anarchy. Because, <laughs> and uh, so that's, that's kind of good, I think, you know. Uh, yeah, it.
1: it's a closed environment, isn't it? You know, they're uh, really difficult to get out. So things would spiral out of control quite quickly.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if everybody's afraid that it could be them next.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Malcolm and Susan are having dinner and her hair job notice. <laughs> um, oh, I
5: look nice. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, I a little dated. <laughs>
0: She doesn't regret leaving him because of her career, but he wants to go into business on B5 so they can be together. Uh, he says that he needs her to help him secure a few more clients.
4: And again, I was like, really? This just happened with Sinclair.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, exactly. so, this
4: is so weird.
5: <laughs> but what does he do? What does he do for business?
1: He doesn't say. He just oh, says he's...
5: Generic business. Say,
1: well, yeah.
5: Okay. But he... But with his plan, I don't know. Never mind. All right. I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. I kind
0: of figured that the clients he wanted her to help with were more recruits for. That's the way I gather. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, As in, yeah, Home Guard is his real business. And whatever this other business is, just his side thing.
4: Yes. Really.
0: Yeah. Uh, As we see the lovebirds kissing and they (laughs) get attacked by some more of those shadowy figures Kiran is shot and beer. So they
5: were just like standing there yeah. like, at the end of this hall waiting for somebody to come down there and I she... mean really <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: I thought the first time I watched it I thought they were walking through the walls
2: mm-hmm.
4: did too
0: in med lab Kiran is in a coma he took a PPG at close range I couldn't remember what PPG stood for it's face plasma gun uh, yeah
1: yeah, yeah plas- no phased, plas-
0: phased plasma gun
1: yeah.
0: Aria was stunned, but she'll be fine, and Garibaldi gets a call about a major disturbance in Brown Sector.
3: The, uh, just before that, the scene where Veer discovers the two. Look at his face. I
5: love the acting of Stephen first. Oh, I actually wrote down that he had really great expressions on his face in this yeah. episode. Pretty much the whole episode.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, he's really expressive. you exactly what
0: you want in Brown's sector we see jakar giving a speech to an angry crowd uh, garibaldi convinces sinclair to leave while he take care well he takes care of the situation and he does and garibaldi convinces jakar to go back to his quarters so, basically
5: he threatened to put him in the jail or something yeah
0: and <laughs> unless
5: he left
0: sinclair wanted to jump right in and try to def- take care of the situation of himself. Yeah. <laughs>
5: I want to see Jakar in jail, like singing lonesome jail song. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was some kind of uh, heavy convincing, wasn't it?
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we next see Robert's walking alone and he gets stalked by aliens and attacked. And they beat him up for a long time, didn't they? <laughs> that scene went on for a little bit too long, I think.
5: Yeah, they said, what did they call him? Was Were they calling him something or they said like Cheetuga or something like that? I don't remember. Shay Tuga? I don't know. I wrote that down. The aliens said that. I, I didn't know what that meant.
0: Probably some insults in their language.
1: I mm, don't think it's too significant.
0: Next, we see Malcolm and Susan in Susan's quarters, as Susan gets called away by Sinclair because of the riots, and while he's talking to her, he sees Malcolm in her quarters.
4: Yeah, because he oh, was he, standing, like, right behind yeah.
2: her. And this,
4: creepy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Even if he wasn't evil. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was creepy. Before we knew, it, we knew he was evil. Yeah. Yeah. You and this do
0: Sinclair, does Sinclair look a little jealous when he saw Malcolm? Like, man, she, he's with, she's with a man that's not me. Like, I'm the only one who can have women on the station or something
5: <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> look pretty upset. <laughs>
5: I did not get the jealous thing, but um, <laughs> no. that's <was> hilarious.
0: <laughs> uh, next, Garibaldi updates Sinclair. Robert survived because they were watching him and they got to him in time and got the guys who did it. But Sinclair, wants it kept under wraps, Susan arrives and Garibaldi notices her new look and she doesn't take that too kindly. Mm. In Med Bay, beer apologizes to Arya Lando assures her that Kiran will be okay, and that's Mayan has a discussion with Lando about love. Uh-huh. Next we see Sinclair and Garibaldi, they're watching surveillance footage of a man who goes to visit Roberts. Sinclair recognizes him as Malcolm, and in the video- It Mal-
1: <laughs> just happened to, <laughs> in the uh, video earlier with the monomer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So convenient he was standing
5: there. <laughs> I it was weird how the video like ended <laughs> randomly i don't know that was very weird
0: in the video malcolm tells roberts that you know there's some people who don't like what's going on with on b5 and they showed the video to susan who was surprised sinclair wants to be introduced to him he's going to pretend that he sympathizes with malcolm
5: well okay hold on um i think this is where malcolm does malcolm tell uh roberts like does he say alien ambassadors are setting policy for humans and or is that later?
0: I think that was here.
5: So alien ambassadors are setting policy for humans, have we seen that so far?
1: I think it's uh, kind of more the mindset of this uh, hate group kind of, they see ambassadors on B5 and they are thinking they're influencing policy and things like that and um, you know just the fact that we're interacting with aliens so much now on kind of a friendly level, whereas 10 years ago we were at war with them. So Mm -hmm. obviously they're trying to influence us.
5: I see. Because he also said alien workers are taking jobs from humans, so I really, really, really want to see what Earth is like. Like, I want to see the mixture of, of aliens on Earth and... I don't know.
0: Susan will make the introduction if she can be there when the bad guys are taken down the reception might be a good place to start that night, and Susan throws the rose away. Veer finds Londo. Uh, Veer doesn't think that wanting, uh, wanting to be together because of love will destroy the Centaur Republic, and Londo tells Veer a story about something his father used to say. She was a too tight, and it seems like Londo may have had a change of heart.
5: Yeah, that was a pretty good speech. I kind of liked it.
3: That's a very nice exchange.
0: I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone has that as a quote or any of that as a quote, but... That was too long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write down all of it. There's a reception taking place, lots of aliens there, Malcolm is there. Delin introduces Sinclair to Mila Shar, head of the agricultural delegation from Abba Four. Mila Shar's is played by Diana Dare. I didn't see anything really noteworthy on her resume. Mm.
4: Um, I, I don't want to sound like uh, racist against aliens, but I just called her the Fish Lady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. It's kind of hard not to. Others well, <laughs> have done that before. You can't remember the OI. It's hard. It's hard to remember the, the name because it it goes by so quickly where she's from. I uh-huh. do forget the name of the race. Yeah. That Even is- her name.
4: Right. I didn't catch any of it pretty much so she was just <laughs> known as the fish lady
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she wants to study the hydroponic cultivation methods and she's concerned about the attack on non-humans and susan makes the introductions with sinclair and malcolm uh, oh but this
5: is after uh right sinclair uh, talks to the Len and uh the poet right right and he acts like he's uh like he's in character you know <laughs> yeah as he likes to be and then as he's walking away, uh, Delen had this look on her face like, um, who did I just marry?
2: Yeah. <laughs> What's That's what I wrote.
4: <laughs> I, I didn't even know him. Yeah, <laughs> he was a little too in character. I was like, okay, yeah. he's going to incite a riot right there. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, don't talk to anybody before you start your character. I mean, come
0: on. Later in Sinclair's quarters, he, Malcolm, and would discuss the war uh, Malcolm brings up this movement back on Earth that wants to put Earth back in the center of the universe, Earth first. Sinclair. Oh, that
5: was Sinclair's apartment. Okay.
0: Well, I think so.
5: I can't write, but I don't know. All I wrote was, why are there so many jars on the kitchen counter? <laughs> there was like 10, <laughs> 10 different jars in different places. So it was very weird. I just kept staring at the
4: jars.
0: yeah Sinclair wants to know who these people are, and Malcolm hesitates a minute, and says they're friends of mine, and they could be friends of yours too he wants to want Sinclair to perform a gesture to prove himself uh, next there is a council meeting and Sinclair assures everyone that they're no longer in danger Garibaldi says that they think the perpetrators have left but Jakar and the others they aren't buying it and Sinclair says the investigation is over
1: uh, the only thing I was gonna raise here is how can this leak out to to um you know, what's his name? Malcolm. Because there, there are no guards in this scene to, you know, give away the plan. There are no, none of the alien races are going to give away the plan to home guard who, who are clearly, you know, their targets in, in this thing. He could have laid out the plan.
2: Mm-hmm. He
1: didn't need to keep up the fraud. Yeah. I get, uh,
5: yeah, that's true. But I think, you know, this, They just didn't want anything to potentially happen. But yeah, but the other thing could happen was where if you don't tell them, you know, you could have trouble on that side too, so... Like I said,
4: he just gets way too into his roles. And... (laughs) 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 It's a method thing.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah. In Medbay, Kiran wakes up, and next we see Susan inform Sinclair and Garibaldi that Malcolm wants to set up a meeting. Then we go back to Medbay, where Beer and Londo speak to the lovebirds. Uh, transport has been arranged, and uh, Londo says they're going to go back to Centauri Prime as is their duty. His cousin's going to foster them to until they're adults, and when they are adults, they'll be able to choose uh, who to marry. And fostering is an old practice, uh, but the law still allows it, so they're taking advantage of another old custom to get out of one old custom.
4: Uh-huh. And I just love it when Lando is all happy and giddy, and the look on his face tells them it's so cute.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. So Garibaldi is tracking Susan and and Sinclair, who is with Malcolm. A um, bunch of people materialize out of the shadows down in Cargo Bay Five with Susan, Sinclair, and Malcolm. They activate a jammer. They're using something called blacklight camouflage, which was developed by Earth Force and is still under R and D. But somehow they managed to obtain prototypes.
5: So they have friends in high places, I guess.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: Sounds like it.
1: Or at least um, some working in the R and D department. You yeah? know, so that I mean that's quite high up anyway. But to smuggle mm-hmm. prototypes out, yeah, that's going to take a bit of power. Uh
2: mm-hmm. huh.
0: Once the jammers go up, Garibaldi moves into action. And down in Cargo Bay Five, we see Malcolm explain that in two days there's going to be a massive assassination, taking out the four major ambassadors on the station. Something about the way Malcolm said "kosh" when he was listing off the ambassadors made me (laughs)
2: laugh. that
0: was just the funny way he said it. I guess, but um. The deaths are going to be a signal to terminate the ambassadors on Earth. Wow. Is that our first mention that they have
5: ambassadors on Earth?
1: I think it is actually.
0: Okay. And we see Garibaldi and company running to get to Sinclair. What Malcolm wants is he wants them to get access to the ambassadorial wing and to get them off the station undetected. But first they have a loyalty test. The bad guys have kidnapped Mila Shar and want Sinclair to kill her. At this point, oh. yeah, <laughs> oh poor fish lady,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> at this point they detect a lot of people coming their way and Sinclair <laughs> punches Malcolm and runs and <laughs> And there was a firefight and Susan stops Malcolm from shooting Sinclair and that's when Garibaldi and his guys arrive and take prisoners.
3: I, I really like the, the Ivanova quote there. I wouldn't. Yeah. Give me one excuse, and you're dead.
5: <laughs> and she did? Didn't she like take one out, punching him or something? Like as she was moving across the room, she like punch. I, I like that. That was good. Yeah,
1: she was awesome in this scene. Yeah. Well, she's Ivanova. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess with her.
0: She's Russian. <laughs> Next, we see the prisoners being taken off the stations and some of the aliens arrive. Dylan makes a funny comment about how she's learned to live with human ways, and Jakar has enough something to add to that.
3: I love his irony. <laughs> yeah.
0: Malcolm can't believe what Susan did to him. and She says, you know, these people are more human than he is. and They do that thing where, like, I don't know you anymore. And she's like, I never knew you. That's the end of the credits. Yeah, that's the yeah, end that's classic.
5: That's classic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that uh, wasn't like Saint had asked her how she was doing. About like, he was all close up in her face too. He was like looking at her like a total creeper. <laughs> <laughs> I Just wrote creeper.
1: Like, now. Well, he, he just got rid of her ex-boyfriend, his competition.
5: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> new, yeah, it's our new theory now.
1: How about I yeah. take fresh air?
4: um in the scene where they're uh voting the bad guys onto the transport um and i think it's is it delen jakar and mayan that are standing there discussing human ways or whatever and i was just thinking okay are human ways and alien ways really that different because you all were in wars with each other at one time or another
5: oh yeah and the Mbari are totally inscrutable. Like, no
1: uh-huh. idea what's going on with them. Cosh, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I think actually it's um, meant to show. Well, humans aren't the only ones who are racist. Uh
2: uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So the title of this episode is a nod to a, a poem, a prose poem by Mark Twain called "The War Prayer." And JMS says you should definitely read it. It only takes like five minutes to read it. I read it earlier this week. It's pretty interesting. find it online.
4: See, Elizabeth, we have to, like, be extremely cultured and all of this stuff (laughs) to be able to figure out what the heck these episode titles mean. (laughs) I mean, I knew it was
5: a Mark Twain poem. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I (laughs) did. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all.
3: Well, well, JMS does a lot of pulling on on, uh, cultural references.
5: Yeah, we know he likes Tennyson. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I'll have to read that then. Mm -hmm. Because it's still not obvious to me (laughs) what it means, so.
0: I'm not sure it will be obvious after you read it, but it is just an interesting poem, what Mark Twain is saying. Oh, okay. Um,
2: Yeah.
0: It was interesting. uh, JMS was, I was reading on The Lurker's Guide, where. a freelance writer turned in an episode to them about a hate group attacking a Minbari and branding her forehead. And I guess that's where they got the idea from this episode, but it just so happens that a couple of months before DS9 did an episode about you know, hate groups, but they don't think there was any kind of copying there because for them to get it on air before then, they would have had to have written the episode or filmed the episode long before they had that freelance script turned in but they actually Mm -hmm. did try to get the part about the branding the minbari actually taken out of the episode but Ah. yeah because jms was writing about this online i guess ahead of time but he started getting emails from people saying to leave it in so that's one way that the internet actually influenced the show
5: i thought it was interesting how she wanted to keep the um branding i guess
3: as a lesson yeah
5: yeah
0: Let's move on to Quotes of the Week. Anybody got any good quotes?
1: I'll go first then. Um, Milari one. It's not a great one, but it'll do. Ugly and old, yes. Then their families must be both rich and powerful. I commend your parents on fine choices.
0: (laughs) I have another Londo one. Love. What does love have to do with marriage? It was loud in this episode a few times. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. I have um is anybody else hearing an echo?
0: Yeah, a little bit.
4: Mm-hmm. Little one. Okay. Um Ivanova said, You're a vicious man, Garibaldi. I'm head of security. It's in the job description. Oh yeah, I had that one. I like that one.
2: Good one.
5: Okay, Letters. I'll go. Um <clears throat> so Delen says Earthways are often unfathomable, but in time, one learns to live with them. And Jakar says, if one has an exceedingly strong constitution.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs>
3: Mine is a London one. My shoes are too tight,
0: but it doesn't matter, for I have forgotten how to dance. <laughs>
2: yeah. oh,
5: nice.
0: All right, how about our Characters of the Week? Start off with Human of the Week. Mm. I was leaning toward Ivanova, but not as strong.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, okay, Sinclair had more to do, but Ivanova was just playing awesome, as always. Yeah, I
4: think
3: so, too. Uh, Ivanova.
5: I'll go with Ivanova.
1: All
0: right, what about Alien of the Week?
1: Well, given we quoted him three times, Lando's surely got to be in the consideration... And so does Via. Yeah. yeah,
4: Vier Vier Vier. had a pretty
1: good episode.
4: I also really liked, uh, is it Mayan, Delenn's mm-hmm. friend? I yeah. really
1: enjoyed her. Yeah, I liked her too. A yeah, that bit would be historic, mine. Yeah. yeah, I forgot to say, she said something at the beginning about um, dedicating your life to the songs of Heifer and uh, going to a doc's house um, if the humans didn't like her music almost sounded like um, a form of men prostitution, almost. <laughs> yeah. That out. or, you know, um, Old West style um, Bordeaux, Bordello singer or something. Yeah.
0: So here we go with Mayan. Yay. I'm
1: happy to go with Mayan.
0: Awesome.
1: I am happy to go with Mayan.
0: Mayan it is. So let's get to our episode ratings. You want to start us off again?
3: I gave this one a seven.
5: All right. Out
3: Do you have a fun rating what? system? Yeah. A seven, out <laughs> seven out of ten.
5: Seven out of ten, like, uh, ugly sweaters, or...?
3: <laughs> oh, seven out of ten arranged marriages.
4: Awesome. Nice.
0: Cool. Heidi?
4: Um, I liked this one pretty well. I... Uh, there was the awesome scene that of course got us really excited during the commentary (laughs) um which uh probably bumped this episode up at least a couple points um but then i like the arranged marriage thing it was it was okay it was you know not really my favorite thing ever um but uh for the most part i enjoyed it so i'm gonna go seven and a half out of ten. Too tight shoes
0: Ah, you stole mine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, she stole mine last time. <laughs>
0: okay, how about you, Well, you to
1: steal mine next week.
0: Oh, you? Maybe. Seven, what's that? Seven <laughs> out of ten.
5: Seven and
0: a half. Seven and a half. Okay. Elizabeth.
5: Yeah. Um. I liked how I liked the focus of this episode because I've been wanting to see more about you know the hostility towards aliens. Um, like Heidi, I didn't care for the subplot about the arranged marriages that just bored the heck out of me. Um, we've seen that so many times, you know, it doesn't have to be aliens to be anything. Um, I wasn't really feeling the Ivanova uh, like romance thing, but overall, I really liked some of the scenes. I liked bringing it back. I'm just hearing I'm sorry. I'm just hearing an echo and it's really like crazy. Um,
4: yeah, yeah and I think it's <laughs> I, yeah, and I think it's coming from.
5: Oh,
4: goodness. Okay, hold on. Do you have your
5: headphones plugged in? I I have headphones plugged.
4: Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? me? Damn it. Yes, I can hear you twice.
5: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right, I'll just go uh, 7 out of 10 spiny-headed-looking creatures.
0: All right, Ian.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed some bits of it, but the rest of it kind of of felt more like a generic sci-fi episode. It's... I feel Babylon 5 does well, but it's still kind of fairly generic. So I'd say um, 6 out of 10. I completely forgot my rating. (laughs) 6 out of 10 floating TV screens. I think it's a
5: connection because I can hear an echo there too. Oh, I can hear myself too. I can hear everybody.
1: It's, It's a bit weird. I mean,
5: I've got
1: my headphones plugged in, so
5: I
2: can't see it
0: being mine. Yeah, I have my headphones on. Hmm. Headphones on. Oh, well, I liked the episode. It was all right. Oh, Lando, beer, kash, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll give it seven and a half out of ten. What's love got to do with marriages? <laughs> so our combined score for the episode is an even seven. Cool. Hmm. It's not, it's
3: not one of the strongest of the, of the season.
0: So let's move on to feedback. Well, first, we got some more iTunes reviews. We got reviews from S 88 and Nucha. Thanks for the iTunes reviews, guys. Thank
5: you so much. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah. If you like what you hear, go on over to iTunes and leave us a good rating. It helps us out.
4: Yay.
0: Next, we got some email feedback. First one is from Michael. Who wants to read that one?
4: I can take that one. Go here. Hi, all. I've just started listening to the podcast, so I'm a little behind, but thought I'd drop you a message of thanks. Mm -hmm. Firstly, I'm really liking the show. I've only recently started listening to Introcast. Thank you, Investigating Mars. Yeah. Aww. (laughs) And really enjoy the format. Babylon 5 was one of my favorite shows, but I haven't watched it in years, and I've been waiting for a reason to push me to rewatch it. Two episodes in, and I remember how much I love it. Yourselves and the characters in the show have such an exciting and emotional ride in store. Yay! Yeah. I I bought the DVDs in a sale a few years back, but have never watched them, and it turns out I'd never seen the redone pilot before. It was much better than the original, far more consistent with the actual show. I really like the comments, stories, and production details you go into, but would prefer less information about where the actors have also appeared. I understand this helps newbies who are banned from IMDb, but still, <laughs> it kind of takes away from the story you're describing at the time. Yes, it definitely helps us because I'm usually sitting there going, "I know them from somewhere."
5: I know. I can't see anything on
4: IMDb. <laughs> <clears throat> I find the real fun with IntroCast is listening to the crackpot theories and hopes hey! for the future <laughs> 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 that the newbies come up with, and that's no different here. <laughs> hmm. Is this a compliment? <laughs>
5: Yeah, we sound like watch.
4: Keep up the good work, Heidi and Elizabeth. The truth is out there.
1: <laughs> I think you got the wrong show there.
4: <laughs> thanks again for putting in the great effort and dedication needed for such a project. It's much appreciated, Michael UK fan.
0: Thank thanks, you, Michael. Michael. Hey,
1: thanks, Michael. Hi, thanks, Michael. Please, Michael, comment and rate on uh, UK iTunes store because we've got none there at the moment.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, Michael. I like the trivia. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I do as much as I did in the first couple episodes. He's yeah, I think it's two.
4: especially because we were introducing like mm-hmm. so many characters at yeah. the very beginning.
5: Yeah, I can try taking the next one. Just let me uh, if it gets too. Oh, I never mind. I was gonna say if it gets too echoey, I won't do it. But now mine I was echoey myself. too. I could hear myself. Okay, if it gets too bad, I can stop.
4: Um. Okay. Oh God. It's
5: do you think we should try reconnecting?
4: I'm not sure we want to disconnect.
5: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a, yeah, it's
2: cool.
5: All right, all right, all right. So from Mitch from Omaha. Hey, Lurkers, just a couple comments on Mind War. Number one, I'm a fan of Star Trek, but it does have its... Okay, I'm sorry. Somebody else go, because it's a really bad echo for me.
0: Okay, I'll go. Um, I'm a fan of Star Trek, but it does have its problems. One of those problems is that, except for the rare occasion when we get a guest star that is directly related to our character's past... We don't learn anything about the characters or their backstory it took me more than tw- it took more than 20 years to find out whoops sorry <laughs> i went back to the top it took more than 20 years to find out that character the star of the series was from iowa what do we know about uhura think about it from the series itself what do we know about her i bring this up because of the guest star in this episode oh i meant to put this at the top this is about mine uh walter koenick he's just a guest character. A one-time bad guy, but we learned more about the character and his backstory in a single 42-minute episode than we learned about Chekhov in 42-plus years of Star Trek. he's not oh,
5: a, pre- a one-time bad guy.
0: That's a pretty big difference between B5 and Trek. Without getting into spoiler territory, I'll say that we learn more about random background extras in B5 than we learn about the stars of Star Trek. Two, off the scales. That's a recurring phrase, one we hear a lot in TV and movies b5 uses it far too frequently it brings to mind a scene from the series the penguins of madagascar the penguins are discussing some random event when one of them says it's off the scales the skipper pauses and says well then buy a new scale take it out of petty cash (laughs) why don't they just buy new scales on babylon 5. good point I'm sure the actress is a very lovely person. Oh, that's a good way to start a scene. <laughs> I'm sure the actress is a very lovely person, but I could not stand Miss Kelsey. I wanted that character to die from the moment she appeared on screen. For a moment I entertained a thought, what if Miss Miss Kelsey replaced Talia in the same way Talia replaced Lita? I decided I would have to stop watching the series. True, I find Talia annoying, and I cringe whenever she opens her mouth to speak. Thank you.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: <And I'm, laughs> it Ouch! It always sounds like she's on the verge of tears. I would take that any day over Kelsey. Four, uh, it was this episode when I decided I adore Jakar. He started off as a cartoonish, mustache-twirling villain, and here we see that he has layers, and he says no one here is exactly what he appears. There was some discussion about this being the 10th episode filmed, but it aired as the 6th. Someone made the comment that they thought the next 4 episodes were going to be pretty bad if they had to move this one up. Fortunately, it isn't like that. In the first season, they were still working out the kinks and the episodes were filmed out of order all the time. For example, the season finale was the 12th episode filmed due to post-production. The 5th episode filmed was aired as the 10th episode. In the first season, there were only two episodes that were aired in the same slot that they were filmed. Soul Hunter was the second episode filmed and aired, and the episode you'll be discussing next, War Prayer, was the seventh episode filmed and aired.
5: Yeah, but Will, weren't you mentioning? Weren't you saying that it was meant to be the tenth episode aired, but then they moved it up in the airing versus how they filmed it?
0: Yeah, it so was the tenth episode filmed, and I guess originally it was supposed to be the tenth aired, but they moved it up to the sixth.
4: Okay, and that's a little different than the filming order, I think. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: Yeah, because if it's still intended to be in a specific spot, it doesn't matter when you film it. Right.
0: And five, I heard you mention in each podcast that the episode aired on a specific date that both is and isn't true. For the first four seasons, the series was syndicated through the P10 network. It was a loose affiliation of local television stations long before WBCW or UPN. They aired other series such as Time Tracks and Sinbad. Each market created their own schedule and aired the series whenever they wanted to. In some markets they had a consistent time slot every week for all four years, in others such as mine, they changed it every week. For us, sometimes it would air Saturday at 6pm, the next week it would be Tuesday at 2am, the following week Friday at noon. It was a challenge to find the series. No kidding. JMS would basically hand the tape off to P-10. P-10 would beam the signal out to their affiliates who would air it at their leisure Sometimes, sometime during that air week. The episode guides you follow would generally include the first airing of the episode in the market of whoever is writing that guide. That's why you will find conflicting air date information. P-10 dissolved between seasons 4 and 5. That's when TNT stepped in and aired the series. The fifth season was the first time everyone in the U.S. saw the series airing on the same date and time. I know it's a long one. Sorry, Mitch from Omaha.
1: Thank
5: you, Mitch. Yeah, thank yeah.
0: you. Yeah,
1: don't worry about it being long. Thank you, Mitch. Enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah good information.
0: I, yeah, I know about yeah the syndication. I just go by the IMDB Wikipedia air dates. I figured that was some kind of first official air date. Right? And when they were talking about the, 20, the 20th anniversary of midnight on the firing line, all the stars mm-hmm. of the show were tweeting on that day. So I figured maybe that maybe there was some kind of official date. Uh, let's see, the e- Nexus email from Lori. You want to take that?
1: Uh can, yeah. Okay, she starts by saying, Hi, Ambassadors. I imagine you were very glad to get a good dose of all the characters in this episode, especially finally getting to see Kosh again, which resulted in a very interesting conversation between him and Sinclair.
2: Yes. Yeah,
1: I think so. We'll be interested to see what you make of it. Well, you heard that earlier. I did not like the Malcolm Biggs character from the moment he walked on the station. And luckily, Ivanova did not seem excited to renew their relationship. No, she really didn't. (laughs) And it was (laughs) wise of her in the end, actually. (laughs) yeah, The hatred that many humans and the Home Guard feel against the aliens is a sad and disappointing but probably more a realistic view of what would happen than is sometimes depicted in some sci-fi stories even though the lovers plot was somewhat predictable in the way it turned out i loved lando and veer's interactions there is a great quote in there for someone to jump on first I'm not sure whether anyone did. It might be the Lundo um, My Shoes Are Too Tight one. We said earlier it's a long quote but if you enjoyed it, post it in the Facebook group. (laughs) Okay. Um, Even after watching, I wasn't sure of the title's meaning. I imagine Will will have mentioned this but JMA says the war prayer is a nod to Twain's piece of the same name, which, unfortunately, I have not read yet. Overall, some weak plots, but good character background development. Human of the Week in Vanover, Alien, Lundo. Well, thanks, Laurie. Thank, Thank you, Laura. Laurie.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. our next episode. Our next episode is titled, And the Sky Full of Stars. And I think our next guest will be Theo. Any predictions on In the Sky Full of
1: Stars?
5: Sounds like a line from a poem. It takes place in
4: outer space.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually something you've heard mentioned before in the um, show, and that's all I can really say. Hmm.
5: It's just one long scene of Sinclair taking a lady friend to that restaurant with a few of the stars. (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully. Well, his no. lady
1: friend of the week.
5: Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Who's he gonna be taking this time?
5: Uh, the 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 control chick with the short hair. <laughs> yeah.
0: The fish lady.
1: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's his way of apologizing.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, as long as he doesn't order sushi, he'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, I'm sure it's fresh on, on, on the <laughs> stations. Um, okay. Oh. And the sky full of stars. Any hint as to what episode we heard that in? Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it doesn't matter. The yeah, pilot heard. heard it in the pilot. A lot happened in the pilot, so it's not really that much. The
5: help. pilot movie. Yeah, yeah, the
0: gathering. The gathering.
5: Well, well I hope like it has to do
4: with the that. Borlons. Yes, I like hearing that because I'm like, oh, so maybe we're gonna get some more about all of these things that were dropped from the pilot movie.
5: Wait, wait, wait. Was that something that Dr. Kyle said when he was giving his rambling monologue about what was under the suit? I don't know. It sounds like something he would have said. Let's hope so. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. I hope it's. I keep saying I hope it's about the Morlons, and I hope one day that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One day it will be true. Yay.
0: Yeah, i to... keep
1: predicting it, and one week it'll be true.
0: Yeah, i intro to Briscoe. I said I was going to keep predicting something until it happened, and it happened in the following episodes.
5: Nice. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: So, do we think that um, eventually an ambassador will get killed? Maybe not one of the ones on our station.
2: Who can tell?
4: That would be... That would be good storytelling, although I don't really want to lose any of our ambassadors.
5: Yeah. Maybe an ambassador on Earth that we don't know yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, let's see. sky full of stars. I'm not hoping that we're going to learn anything about the um, potential marriage, so I'm not even going to predict <laughs> that.
4: But eventually we have to.
5: Yeah, hopefully, unless they were just making an offhand joke.
4: Nope. I will always believe that Delenn and Sinclair are married.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's our headcanon. <laughs> um,
2: what else?
5: Well, we gotta see Natoth again soon.
0: Maybe she fell out either. of an airlock.
5: Oh, no!
0: This uh, <laughs> that also a recurring gag where all of Jakar's aides died in airlocks?
1: Hmm. Well, it might be. <laughs> we can't say for certain that it's not
5: yeah I'm afraid to talk anymore <laughs> it's like a, it's going to be a lot of editing for you Will
0: yeah, no it's fine just leave it all in
4: <laughs> you can't really take out an echo yeah. it
2: doesn't
5: work
4: yeah. um, I th-
5: had another idea for a theory but now I can't remember it
1: oh, I'll save it for next week
5: yes hopefully w- everything will work next week I think I, I think I figured it out so
1: awesome
0: well, Yan, thanks for coming on the show today. Where can Thank we f- you, Jan. Where today can we? Thank
5: you for having me.
0: Yeah, where Thank else can we me. find you? You can find me uh, as the Babylon Lurker on
3: Twitter. And the BabylonLurker.net is my blog.
0: Wow, are you guys hearing that? Yes. It's
5: yeah. <laughs> like little... Tiny little horses. Yes. <laughs> 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 horses, like, I don't
2: know. Stop, Stop it. it. Wow.
0: Okay, let's wrap this up, then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, everyone. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also DownBelowPodcast.com, Facebook.com slash group slash down podcast and Twitter.com slash down cast.